This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English, episode number 308, baby. Oh yeah. In today's episode, I speak to Corporal Coma. Yes, he is back. And we speak about life on a desert island. Now, this episode has been inspired by the radio show, the BBC radio show, Desert Island Discs. It's very famous. If you haven't listened to it, it's a really good podcast where celebrities talk about songs they would take with them to a desert island and other things. And that's kind of what we do today, but of course, in an R&R style. So some things to say. Corporal Coma obviously is notorious for being difficult to understand. So if you have difficulty understanding him, remember my new online course, Jungle Listening, is for you because it is especially made for people living in the UK that have difficulty understanding native speakers that speak in messy jungle English like corporal coma so if you're interested click the link in the podcast you are listening to right now another thing is audio quality is not the standard r&r english unbelievable audio quality sorry about this but it's mainly because it's kind of a rushed job for me today because i am recording this on sunday the day before you are listening to it i have given up a day at the beach with my family. They are waiting for me, so I need to go and see them as quickly as possible. This is just a quick little insight into the life and sacrifices that us podcasters have to make. Anyway, I'm sure you're not interested and I'm sure you're thinking, just get on with the show. So let's do exactly that. Happy listening. Corporal Coma, how are you today? Very well. Happy to be back. I'm fine, thanks as well, Corporal Carl. Oh, yeah. Always sorry, fantastic. I'm sorry, mate. Yeah, how are... I just, I always, I've just been speaking to you for twenty minutes. I forget to be like, "How are you?" Yeah, but surely when someone asks you, it's surely just a natural reaction, no? I'm just, I'm excited to get on with the pod. Come on, let's get, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> no foreplay, okay? Let's get straight down to the action. Why break the habit of a lifetime? <laughs> okay, so. Obviously, you're excited to get on with the pod. There is one more thing we need to do where I ask you how we usually start the show. Well, yep. So um, I'm going to say you haven't asked me um, if we've got a review, but I'm going to say that we don't. Correct. Uh, You know what? I think we actually do. The problem is that I forgot to look for it before because people send me reviews in different places and then you suddenly said to me, look, stop talking to me because I need to go in like 40 minutes. So let's get on with the pod. And then I didn't have time to look for it. So no, but I think we do. But anyway, please send reviews. That's very important. So, okay, here we are. The moment you've been waiting for, Corporal Coma, the pod starting. So recently, Corporal Coma sent me a podcast called Desert Island Discs about let's say somebody that we both like who I'm sure none of the listeners will know and I listened to it thought yeah that was a great podcast and I thought 
kind of something about it we could bring to this show, like the whole desert island thing, being stranded on a desert island, as they say. Okay, like what things would you bring and all of these things. So I've got a few questions lined up for you, Corporal Coma. Are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, so first one, do you think you would enjoy it, this solitude, being stranded on a desert island alone? I I think for a little bit. I think anyone with young kids or kids, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, some, some, some me time would be absolutely fantastic. But obviously, yeah, the reality of it would it would grow pretty boring pretty quickly, I think. But yeah, yeah. at the moment it sounds it sounds awesome. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. In fact, in our pre-podcast chat, I was saying to you how at the moment I'm staying. It's almost like that for me because I'm staying in a different house and I actually don't see my children for like 10 hours every day. And it's brilliant. But <laughs> also I was thinking when I was in my single days, I spent a lot of time on my own. And my single days like that makes it sound like you know it was a matter of days when really it was a matter of decades <laughs> you don't want to go back to that time don't want to go back to that so i think it would be difficult um okay but what about this go corporal coma what would scare you okay about living on a desert island i i'm going to say massive jungle spiders basically based on the fact that I didn't think I was scared of spiders, because obviously, as you would know, living in England, there's not really any spiders, um, certainly no dangerous spiders. But I come down to have a shower on Friday, and when I went in the bathroom, there was this spider in the bathroom, which was honestly nearly as big as my dog. It was (laughs) insane. I have never seen a spider this big in England. I was absolutely terrified. So what did you do? Well, normally I, I'm like with any spider in that is ever in the house. I always like try and trap it and then put it outside because I don't like killing them. Oh, like killing sure. Anything. Don't be such a you know, like I'm so friendly to animals kind of guy. Just because people are listening. Well, I mean that is what I do with the spiders because you know, as I say, they're quite good for the house. They kill like flies and stuff. Anyway, this one I was like, no, nah, I can't. I'm not going anywhere. It's me versus me versus him. <laughs> he had to he had to die unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, I know, I know how you feel. I, you said in England, like we don't have spiders. I find, in comparison to Italy, I see many more big spiders in England than Italy. Oh, really? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. See, I never see. Partic- I mean, there's lots of spiders, but they're only small and they can't really do anything. And Whereas this was nearly a tarantula. So, <laughs> nearly a tarantula. Sure. So recently I was actually sitting at home it was quite late it was about 10 o'clock at night I was sitting downstairs alone it's the only moment of the day which there's like peace in my house and I just felt this thing jump on my head and oh my god I can't tell you how much I shit myself I like jumped up and now it looked like a bat it was so big but it was it was really just it like was a, a moth. big it was a big moth it was a very big moth enormous the biggest one i've ever seen and so the way i dealt with that was when it went into the kitchen i just closed the kitchen door and thought i, I don't want to tomorrow yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, and then luckily mrs r and r um sorted it out the next day and just opened the window and it just went outside but that yeah and literally just today as i was driving here from mrs r and r's country house 
I was driving out and I saw a snake just go in front of me. And I thought, fucking hell. If I were on a desert island and I saw a snake, I I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight now because it wasn't that far away from where I actually sleep. Um, So, yeah, wildlife would be definitely my biggest thing. Yeah, big time. Big time. Um, Okay, what about this one? This one I think could bring some nice stories could you make a fire to keep warm you know what they do on the films with the sticks would you be good at Absol- that no not at all no if i mean if i had like a cigarette lighter then yes i can make a fire but in the in the spirit of desert island this you you, you wouldn't have a, a cigarette lighter so no with my own two hands and what i could find around me absolutely not would i be able to make a fire yeah so i'd be i'd be dead in about two days you see the thing you see the thing don't you on like tv where they do that thing with the sticks and makes a fire but i always there's a few things you see on tv and it's strange how i use that in real life what i see on tv In, in fact i spoke about this on a family podcast recently a few weeks ago, Mrs. R&R actually fainted in the middle of the night. She was quite sick and she fainted. So she's on the floor at this point. And I was thinking, what the fuck do I do now? Like, And I was just thinking what they do on films. So like, I got a flannel, made that, put some cold water on it, put it on her head. I thought, do I need to do like, what's it called? CPR when I start like breathing into well, her mouth it, and like pumping unless, her chest. Unless she wasn't breathing, I don't know why you'd start or hard stop. I don't know why you'd start doing CBR. She'd just be struggling back. <laughs> yeah, luckily she woke up after about five seconds. But those five seconds, again, the first thing I thought of is what do they do on TV? What do they do on TV? <laughs> but get yourself on a first aid course, mate. Yeah, no, I actually did one of them when toddler r&r was born but that was still in like covid times and i did it on zoom so it was online and when she was talking i was just looking at other websites and not paying attention (laughs) bit of a waste of money oh yeah exactly yeah there's one thing i love doing is wasting money um so yeah okay so who would you miss the most corporal coma and you can't say family easy one my dog oh right of course yeah 100 percent yeah my little best mate. Yeah. Much more than you. <laughs> yeah, I, I just still can't get my head around that, that this this sort of connection people feel with animals. So Mrs. R and R's family have got a dog and like obviously I've been coming here a good few years now. And they always say to me, like her dad always says to me, Oh, the dog loves you. And I always just think It, it doesn't. <laughs> well, he does the dog does like spending time with me, it seems. I definitely don't enjoy it. It's not reciprocated. No, absolutely not. In fact, almost every morning I've got like a little exercise mat out to do some like physical activity, given that now I've got a little bit of free time. And then almost immediately the dog jumps on it and then there's fucking dog hair on it. And then I have to turn the mat the other way and get a piece of kitchen roll to try and clean it. This is your problem. You're too bot like you're too bothered about dog hair or the dog licking you or you know the dog breathing near you stuff like that it's like it's not going to kill you a bit of dog hair isn't going to do you any harm i mean it's just and the licking thing like the dog's probably been licking his ass and then he fucking licks, yeah, I mean, my, I... licks my feet yeah, but you've then put your feet in your mouth 
because uh, your feet are also walking on the floor and touching all sorts so i mean does it really yeah. I, I would have you never heard let of my shoes? dog lick my face ha- have you heard of shoes because when i walk on the floor i generally wear shoes yeah yeah but i mean yeah like i said i wouldn't let the dog lick my face that's disgusting but if it licks if it licked my foot I, I wouldn't then go and have a shower i have seen people like properly kiss dogs and that for that's me disgusting that's absolutely disgusting thank you okay right we can agree on something at least um right okay so the next one's interesting corporal coma how much alcohol would you drink if you had an unlimited supply because are you still on your drinking status is a bit up and down these days one day you're drinking one day you're not where are we corporal coma yeah pretty much don't really i mean i haven't had a drink for probably five or six weeks okay um so i don't really drink anymore i think if i was stuck on a desert island mm, yeah maybe it'd be a little treat at the end of the day um once I, you know once i've done all my survival jobs <laughs> survival jobs <laughs> yeah once you'd made the fire with the with the two sticks um, but if you had nothing to do also you probably might just be a bit like well just drink myself into oblivion well, exactly. Yeah. So, sadly, on on your drinking status, though, this is so. The last time we saw each other a few weeks ago, we went to the pub, and you were drinking pints of diet coke. I think, weren't you? <laughs> uh, I did have I did have a pint of diet coke. Yeah, I was actually buzzing after that. <laughs> I mean, who wants to drink a pint of any kind it's, of fizzy this- drink? I uh, know this, but this is a problem, isn't it? When if you like, just to turn up and go, oh, I'm just going to have a tap water. It would be obviously free, and that would be great. But <laughs> it is that that's the most pathetic thing in the world. If you go to a it pub really is, and yeah. you get tap water, yeah. you should be sent home. They should just tell you to well, get you out. Shouldn't be allowed in. Yeah, they should just instantly yeah get outside. Um, so it's difficult to know, but yeah, you can't. But then why yeah. not just have a beer? What's one beer going to do? because i never just have one beer do i you've known me for <laughs> 20 years whenever i've had one beer it's it's if, you, if you're having one you're having a million well if i'm having one i'm having all of the beers so <laughs> so I'm, i just it's better just to not see see for me and on the desert island about how many beers i would drink it would be three every day that's like the perfect amount of beers for me in fact my ideal day if if this were possible this is what i would do is around about seven o'clock seven thirty i would drink three beers every day and eat a bag of crisps with the beers and then i would fall asleep for bed and that would be it and that for me would be a dream life yeah i mean that it sounds fine but if you had an unlimited supply of beer, I'm pretty certain that after those three beers, I'd definitely want three more beers. <laughs> and then three more, and then three more. And then three more, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, okay. So a bit more of a serious question now. Okay, well, it says here you could take three things, but even one thing, what would you bring? One thing. Do you know what? I This is a bit macabre, but I would probably take a cyanide pill because... <laughs> If uh, rather than uh, rather than remember you are talking to an idiot. What is a cyanide pill? Oh, so like a like poison, like a basically it's going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) So rather than like once it become apparent that you know I haven't set up a fire, 
I can't I can't catch any frogs to eat that I'm then basically then going to take three weeks to sort of wither away. I might as well just have something and go, right, I'm going to go out on my own terms. See, I thought when you said that, it was some kind of pill to help like like mosquitoes not to bite and things like this. But yeah, no, just just to just to, just to end it. Just end it. End it now. Going there really optimistic to this desert island. You can take anything you want. Re- realistic, not <laughs> going plan there. for the worst. Okay, beautiful. See, I've my thing that I would take. I've decided would be uh, a bucket and spade to build sandcastles on, because honestly, so this last sort of ten days. Going to the beach with toddler R and R, I had forgotten how fun it is to build sandcastles. I don't know why I I ever stopped. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna when you haven't eaten for five days and have got no water, you you're not gonna be wanting to build sandcastles, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Honestly, I, I I was barely drinking when I was on holiday last week anyway because I was just having too much fun with the sandcastles. Also, trying to catch fish with a fish net um i was desperate to catch a fish just to show to like my daughter how much of a man i am um caught a few like twigs and things that's sweet that... yeah <laughs> it's pretty manly the, the fish couldn't actually get any but honestly the amount i tried god loves to try it as they say okay so um another one okay what bathroom object would you bring corporal coma gonna have a toothbrush and toothpaste <laughs> see i don't just I, want the brush i thought you were going to bring your moisturizer because i know you're quite into your mo- moisturizers to keep your skin nice and nice and fresh uh, no i mean i think it'd be far worse if your teeth started falling out or you got toothache do you also remember that time when it was there was a period it was getting worse and worse where your eyebrows were a completely different color to your hair and every time i saw you i said why are your eyebrows a different color to you <laughs> so that that was had some moisturizer that had some uh, some fake tan in it um which then was obviously then dyeing my eyebrows uh, it was it wasn't a great period um short lived <laughs> So, so basically, before going to bed, you were putting fake tan on your face. Now, I'm not sure if everyone actually knows what this is because Mrs. R&R was quite shocked by this when she came to England, especially in Essex, where we're from. That Let's say people are famous for being a bit orange because yeah. they, they put lots of this fake tan on to like make your skin go the same colour as it goes after you've been in the sun for quite a while. Um, and so you were putting that on your face before going to bed. Well, I mean, yeah, it's not as bad as that. You're making it sound as if I was orange. Like it was, it, it, I don't think you would have known there was any fake tan in the moisturizer other than the fact that it was making my eyebrows go a weird sort of ginger color. Um, kind of sidetracked, but, um, have you ever used a sunbed corporal coma? I have. Yeah, I, I definitely have. Yeah. For, before holiday, bit of a pre tanning. So you don't get don't get burnt so again people may not know what this is but again in england because it's not very sunny there are <laughs> these like sunbeds they're called so again it's like fake sun basically and you go Intense. in there 
it's kind of like being in a coffin, isn't it? Because they, yep. it's like when, when you die and they close you in this box and you're there in your pants trying to get a bit of a tan. Yeah, absolutely. Eight minutes, just a little <laughs> little blast. Come out looking healthy. And like Corporal Cove said, it's a common thing for a Very pre-tan, common. a pre-tan for. A I'd say in the in the the small city where we live, there's probably ten sunbed shops. So, when was the last time you used one of these? Probably before I went on holiday a few weeks ago. Well, about <laughs> a month ago. Yeah, just a little, like I say, a little. Little little blast before you go away, and then in the first few days, you're not like, oh, the sun's too hot. I need to sit in the shade. Yeah. It's it's the equivalent of like if you're going to run a marathon of just doing like a little warm up before. Yeah, exactly. It? It's a warm up. Warm up for the sun. Like you say, England, there's no sun. It's it's dark and miserable the whole time. Yeah. See, I used one of those sun beds when I was about 19, and I but I thought like men stopped doing it at at that age i didn't realize that like for nearly 40 year old men do that too each to their own <laughs> um okay so this one is going to be an interesting question corporal coma okay so who's the worst person you could be stranded on a desert island with mm. See, I'm surprised that you're taking so much time to think about this. I was a hundred percent sure that you were going to say me that you would the well, person I, you would least obvious. like. It to... was <laughs> to be honest. It probably would be you, not because I wouldn't want to spend time with you. Like the, the spending time with you would be nice, obviously, but you would just be moaning the whole time, <laughs> and you would be absolutely worse than me at sorting anything out. So they're just, oh, yeah. it would be completely pointless having you there. Because oh, yeah. you would just make, you would just make it worse. <laughs> yeah, the the worse than you, uh, like organizing things, making fires. I'm with you, but the the moaning thing. Okay, so obviously moaning meaning complaining. I've turned a new leaf, Corporal Coma. I was thinking about this because I, I did think about these questions, and I thought he's going to say that. So I thought I need to talk to him direct about our friendship. Okay, I think our friendship's like like a marriage. Okay, we had great early days. The first days when we were like five, six, seven, eight, nine, brilliant. Then we hit a bit of a rough patch. Sure, like it all happens. When, when was that? Well, that was around probably around about sort of twelve. And sure, it lasted like probably twenty-five years, something like that. But I feel like we've 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 come out of that now, Corporal Coma, and now it's it's all plain sailing. You, you to be fair, you are a lot more uh, upbeat these days than. <laughs> Probably your, your lowest ebb where you were mentally draining to be around. Look, I, I just, I want to say you, I don't want to take all the blame. You weren't much fun to be around either, Corporal Coma, all right? We, we fed off of each other with miserableness. Okay, so we are going to stop the conversation there, talking about how Corporal Coma and I fed off each other's miserableness. So some lovely vocabulary to finish. But unfortunately, I'm not here for an, an analysis of the vocabulary because for the same reason I mentioned earlier, if I do this vocabulary analysis, it's going to take me another hour to do the transcript, pick out the vocabulary, etc. So this will continue in the r family membership area. If you are interested in becoming a member, getting access to more than 1,000, yes, 1,000 extra episodes of Rock and Roll English, 
and building a personal relationship with me and with people from all around the world. Also, there is a link in the podcast you are listening to right now. So stop the podcast and click that link. Anyway, I will talk to you all very soon, people. But in the meantime, just keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.